1: Win, lose, or draw. Talking all things united. This is the United People's Podcast.
2: Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Well, it's probably not a good evening if you're watching the highlights of the Arsenal game. Uh, surprisingly, me, Neil, Bao, and, and Jake who's gonna sit in silence because his headphones aren't working properly. We're all actually sitting here with a smile on our face. Um, we're gonna speak about the Arsenal game, alright? Another game of the Emirates, another time where United are 1-0 up, another game where we can see. Quite a, a quick equaliser, and we go on to concede a last-minute losing goal. Bao, you were there. We're going to speak about that. We're going to speak about everything from the game. You know, uh, individual performances, any positives we can take, Hoyland's impact, and then we, we'll speak about Jadon Sancho and Eric Ten Hag. And well, never a dull, never a dull day as a United fan. eh, Bal,
0: yeah, it was um it was a l- lovely day out in the, the big spot. The sun was shining. Um, I, I, I drove down because I couldn't handle another all-air drinking, so I cancelled my train and I decided to drive four drunks down. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was good. Um, got in just before kick-off. And uh, in no, normal, typical Arsenal-United game, a bit of an edgy start. And um, There wasn't really much in it the first 20, 25 minutes. Rashford just basically just hugged the touchline. I'm like, is he actually going to get involved in the game? <laughs> and then bang, he scores um, <laughs> out, out of nowhere. And um, yeah, we, so as if we'd we almost just stopped cheering. Hadn't even finished the chant and we've conceded. 35 like, seconds,
2: by the way. 35 yeah, seconds,
0: that was. It literally was. I, cause I was thinking, trying to get the um, Rashford is Red song going and literally, like, Odegaard's score is like, well, that's really taking the window of our sails. And then I think we like, we'd de- defended well pretty much most of the game, but didn't really offer much going forward um it's purely on the counter um and as jake's pointed out quite a few times yes there was the first experience of var kicking me in the nuts one oh, god i mean like the, the one of the lads mucky who's with us his um his brothers uh, disabled as on crutches and after Garnacho scored he was the only one still on his feet the rest of us were literally head on head the floor, feet in the air. And Casemiro comes over, literally his veins are popping out his head as he's giving it in front of the away end. And then as I get off my chair, I just see VAR checking. I was like, they're going to overturn it. And then what obviously followed, followed. Um, I, just I just don't understand how Declan Rice had that much time at the back post. I, you know, in 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 the stadium after the... um. After the uh,
2: VAR decision, was there like a massive surge of energy from Arsenal fans? Um,
0: it was just the well, it happened. Obviously, I think it was a bit of a um, get your own back because they obviously thought they got the penalty that was overturned. Yeah, um, and then yeah, I think pro- pro- uh, us, I I don't really remember. I think y'all yeah, just more just gutted for about three, four minutes, and before kind, of, but I think that the corner like kind of came from nothing because it was like a shot from the edge which just kind of went all miles <sighs> over
2: Mate, they were uh, doing that all game to be fair they were putting yeah. in crosses to the back post and then it was just that one right at the end Neil what was it 97, 97th minute and 101st minute I mean I mean it doesn't get I mean that's that's exactly what happened last year right United you know, won it up conceded an equaliser going to lose a game to a late mm-hmm. winner from Arsenal it's kind of a repeat it wasn't it wasn't a repeat in the in the performance per se last year we just got played off the park and it was it
1: was pretty horrendous to watch I thought United you know, were good for a draw there. Yeah, I, I, I Arsenal, thought we played pretty well. I think the first, <clears throat> I don't know what it's like in the stadium, but I think the first sort of 25, 30 minutes it was so cagey. It's almost like they were told, don't go out there and concede. Like it was so cagey, so standoffish. Um, and yeah, it was um, It's one of these things like, yeah, I mean, we, we were meant to do a pod last night. We were all too pissed off. But then you think it wasn't like anyone was wrong. There was no sort of dodgy decisions. It was just... It was it. We lost. We just lost fair and square. Like they, we. There was decisions. Um, what do you mean? what do you mean there wasn't a dodgy? Well, I, that VAR offside, right? You got to speak. Mate, uh, VAR
2: was, mate. VAR was brought in. No, nah, but VAR was brought in. It was supposed to be clear, and obvious decisions. You cannot possibly apply
0: that logic to that. It's millimetres. Yeah, but it's offside. Um, pre VAR, if pre pre VAR, if that goal was given. Nobody would say every percent is in line there. It's probably a, a hair's breadth. And if you look at the way Gabriel's leaning with his head, his head's actually past his shoulders, what they've actually used to mark. So, I mean, it is. I mean, I, I don't really tend to moan about VAR decisions. Mm-hmm. and ref, McLucks so that we got away with one against walls, swings mm-hmm. and roundabouts. Um, it's just the manner in which it just kills the. The, the experience of being in the stadium of watching a football game, mate, that must have been an absolute fucking bummer because that, that would have been such a good, it would have been an incredible oh. goon. Yeah, it, it was, it was amazing. I mean, the first one we didn't really get to enjoy because, like, said, so 30 seconds later, we conceded, but it's like 89th minute, Anana's come up, Casemiro's literally standing on the advertising hoarding, he sees him, and he, he's just giving it, and it's like then you just sit in a split second sooner than I was like, because I, I was convinced Garnaccio had run from behind. So I did in my mind think, there's no way this is offside. I didn't even entertain the thought. Um, But hey, yo, it is what it is. But it's just...
1: Have you repaired yourself, pal? You sent quite a sad photo of your shins. You know, you fuck your shins it, up in mid-celebration. Yeah. You do all that. I mean, Arsenal's actually quite
0: good because... The, the seats are so spacious um, and the, it's like literally getting on <laughs> the top of a chest of drawers to get on top of the chair that high the back. I, <laughs> I, I messed up the seat because as a, I got pushed and I ended up like literally on the robe in front and like bang my shin on the top of the chair. So Did you see that video, that, that bloke who like passed out? <laughs> yeah. what, what, what was that
2: about? It just literally went blah. Yeah. No, it, <laughs> it, it, was, it was a hot day. I was all right. Day. It was a I was hot
0: right.
1: day.
2: But I, like, the, regardless of like the VAR decision, um, what do you think about United conceding in the ninety seventh and one hundred first minute? Because it's um, it's 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 not good. I mean, it's, I wouldn't go as far as saying it's a collapse. I don't think it was a collapse, but it's pretty bad, isn't it? Because it, it, it's happened again against Arsenal.
0: Yeah, I mean, you have got to look at the the two and four substitutions that centre off. Oh, not, mate, idea. it's finishing not ideal. With,
2: finishing a game with Leicester City's <laughs> centre back partnership from the two thousand and eighteen season. That's what Man United had away at Arsenal in 2023. Not bad days. Like, mm. I know that if you, you, can, you can pretty much go any, um, the, any Premier League club. If you, if you put was it Wes Morgan's their, testimonial? <laughs> if you put their fourth and their fifth choice centre-backs in, they're going to look pretty crap. But uh, man, my word, Evans and Maguire. Yeah, no, the, 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 the,
0: there was a passage in like in the second half when they both came on and literally the ball went, maguire to evans maguire to evans out to deloc and he kept going because neither of neither of them wanted to be the one who actually had the balls to make that um, um, line breaking pass they yeah, didn't yeah. want to take the responsibility understandable with maguire because there's so much scrutiny around him he doesn't want to be the one making a mistake but ultimately cost us in terms of how we wanted to play the game i've like la- Neil what did you what did you make of Onana's
2: performance because I, I expected I expected Arsenal to press us a lot I, I, I was kind of surprised that they've sat off us and I think that played into our hands a bit and allowed us to like. that's probably why Ericsson had a good game because Arsenal didn't they sat off him so much and then he's got loads of space and then Ericsson can be class in that situation but Onana just he just looked calm and composed and I think it was kind of part and parcel for me the first 25 minutes like it went tactically exactly how Ten Hag would have been describing that to the players. Like, stay calm, stay composed. If you can, try and hit through the counter, break through the middle, get the ball to Rashford. O'Nana was trying that ball three or four times, didn't work. And then Rashford got the goal. But uh, do you think that was a, a sign of something to come with O'Nana?
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, I guess you don't press a keeper that can, you don't press when you've got a keeper that can do that. He's like having another defender. It's almost like a sweeper. It's amazing. Like I just love watching him. There was some stat that he had. He had more touches <clears throat> in his in that in that first half, I think, than in than David De Gea had had in his entire career there in all but three matches. Like he just had. Yeah, to no. Go there's a time.
0: there's a stat today that he made more passes in a game than De Gea did since
2: 2016. Mm. I mean, <laughs> it, 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 it was
0: game. it was it was pretty. And I think you're right there. By the way. I think
2: Arsenal just decided because Ad- Adam was kind of goading Arsenal forward. Yeah, come on in, I'll come on in, come forward mm-hmm. if you want. I'll just pass it around you. And it was those nice little, cute passes around the corner that were just like when sometimes when he's got two Arsenal players pressing and he passed through the middle of them. You look, like, yeah, yeah, they're the passes that you need, and an Arsenal couldn't really do much. Obviously, everything, everything, the result itself is massively negative. But I'm not sure if it's just me because I'm I'm a eternal optimist and I kind of look for the right the shiny angles, but. I think I feels like there was quite a few reasons to be positive, and probably Hoyland's cameo was one of the biggest ones. I'm not sure what it was like in the stadium, Val, but it just, it's just like fuck. I've got a centre forward. There's
0: an actually there's a there's a real centre forward there. Look, you just instantly saw the shift of Martial just being in no man's land. Neither was he mate dragging the centre offs here or there. Neither was he coming short. Literally, he was just he was just there, not offering nothing, and then instantly you just saw um Hoyland backing into Saliba and Gabriel yes. turning them, literally ragging them around like a doll. And, so, and suddenly as he's holding that Bruno comes into play, Bruno then lays it off to Rashford. And suddenly you've got three, four players overlapping. And it's a totally different um style of play. How he's gonna fare in front of a goal, that's obviously the main thing because he's not just a battering ram for defenders and we're there, he's there to put the ball in the um, in the net. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, first first glance, it was, uh, I was really really impressed. Yeah, man, I, I was really. I thought it was a really really
2: promising cameo. There was another little like penalty shout. I'm not really too fussed about that one, but it's just it's just nice to have a focal point because that focal point changes the shape of that attack. And I think that's just something we've. I mean, who was the last? Would you say Cavani for a bit? Maybe during lockdown, he was a pretty decent striker for a little tiny bit. But you're kind of scraping the barrel here between
0: Van Persie <laughs> and I would now. say la- last one who could probably make I'd say I would say Zlatan def- who kind of make defenders feel a bit uneasy. Um because literally both Gabriel and Saliba they they were both having to double up on him. And if that's gonna happen a lot, that's gonna create a lot of space for the likes of Bruno, Mount, um, and those coming from deep, especially the wide players.
2: I think Neil, that's probably for me the the biggest positive that I'm taking out of that game is fitness dependent. That's probably going to be the last game that we see, certainly in the in the in the short term future, without Amrabat and without Hoyland in the starting eleven, right? So, if you're looking at that game there against Arsenal, was a game where defensively we looked more sound. Like Casemiro was dropping in between the two centre backs, he was being that deeper line progressive playmaker. Uh, and that's exactly what Amrabat's going to do. I think you're going to see Amrabat do that role. Casemiro play in a little a little bit more. As I think Mason Mount's going to be the one to miss out and sort of come back in and out of the team. We'll speak squad about player. him. But huh? Squad player? Yeah, squad player. I think I think you're right. I think you, you called that a few weeks ago. I think that's pretty much bang on. It's a very expensive squad player though. But it is. I'm, I'm just. I mean, I'm excited. It's, it's what I expect. After the game, we didn't do the pod. I was like, I, don't think I saw that. We'll have a night off. I was expecting to wake up feeling like, oh, but I, f- I feel quite not, not as I feel as positive as you can do after you just lost three one away to Arsenal.
1: It was a competitive game against a team that made us look stupid last year, and actually you feel like we've learned from the previous games. I mean, they weren't just wandering through us in midfield; that they tightened it up. That lessons had been learned. And to be honest, if it wasn't for yeah, it's a, it's galling because it was last minute. The it, the injuries are. Probably more of a concern as well. So we have got Bayern and Brighton next, and so we're gonna have, we're gonna have we're gonna have Leicester City's 2018 for that <laughs> as well. So that's that's uh, the thing. Well, think uh, about uh, the-
0: apparently Lind- Lindelof was just ill, um, and apparently okay. Martinez there wasn't really an injury there. Um, Martinez is just like nah, don't fancy it today, so like,
1: lads. Nah. nah. Well, so one thing I was gonna add, like Casemiro looked again. I don't know. You probably had a better eye view than anyone, Val, but he looked knackered. At the end, he looked like he was absolutely blowing. Did he? I didn't think he did that bad. I actually thought he looked. I thought
2: he looked a bit trimmer than he did a couple of weeks ago. He's getting rid of that that, that Brazilian Rhodesia is going straight out the south end.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I, I, I was more just concerned. I was more kind of concerned about the fact that we were purely relied on just nicking the ball off them in, in the transitions like say the halfway through our half and our edge outside of our edge, edge of our box and then just countering rather than trying to maybe maintain an element to control all the game. It's going to be difficult I suppose away from home. I I, um, I, I
2: think that one there is more down to personnel. Like if, if yeah. you had if you had Verana and Martinez and you had Amrabat in there I think United would have been able to have a she, bit more control. Yeah. Of I it. mean to
0: like, the, the Varan one we obviously you can't, Veran, you can't you can't legislate for it's an injury but like the Amrabat stuff, he's been isolated from the squad for the best part of a month. Not kicked the ball for a month. There's no reason why that transfer should be fucking happening on deadline day at yep. 10 o'clock at night. It's pathetic for yep. a football club of this magnitude. Mate, we made four signings on deadline day, man. Is This a This is the
2: first pod since deadline day, isn't it? Yeah, 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 it is. Four signings on deadline day. It's just like, you, sh- you, you can't be operating like that. And uh, we don't even know that if, if if the Cucurella situation had gone through, we might not have been able to bloody even afford Dan Rabat because it it's a 10 mil loan fee. It's a pretty decent loan fee. Uh, it's far look, more than I think anybody expected. I'd imagine that f-
0: the loan fee would probably come off what they're probably paying the end. No, I think it's, it's, a- 10,
2: it's 10 mil with a 20 mil option. So 30 mil overall. So I suppose it will come off what, it, what they're That's what right he was priced
1: over. at though, wasn't it? 30 million?
2: Yeah, yeah, that is what he was priced at. But it's just, um, I don't know whether United, m- either way, you're right. Amrabat should have been in that squad for that game there, and I'm pretty sure, certain that he would have made a difference in that game. Uh, probably, I think uh, if Hoyland was fit to start, I think that would have made the biggest difference. And I think, yeah, mate, Martial, you've got us to make Ma, Ma, Martial was Martial was just
0: wait, well, it was it was just invisible, right? I mean, the, another... the, the the biggest worry for me, is if you got Martial, then you've got Anthony, who offers a lot of industry. The first half, he was the only one out of the front three who wanted to get stuck in. But he, I don't want my right winger putting in tackles on the halfway line and he, tra- he tracks back, he helps his right back. But at the end of the day, you're an attacking winger. Can't beat a man. It's just like, you know say, what that's he's going to do.
2: I actually thought he had a pretty good game. Even going yeah. forward,
0: I thought he had a decent game. And then obviously on top of that, you had the the, the Jaden Sancho.
1: The United People's Podcast. Talking all things United.
2: Yeah, our next two games are Brighton and I think Bayern and then I think we've got Crystal Palace back to back. It'll be interesting there, but hopefully we should have Amrabat in. We should have Hoyland in. We should have, I'm hoping, Martinez fit and Lindelof both fully fit to start. Because I don't know how long Brand's going to be up for. And then let's see what that team can do going forward. But... Uh, you lose three one to Arsenal, you think it's you think it's gonna be the story of the week. And then within ninety minutes, it's not even the biggest story coming out of United because of what happened with Jaden Sancho and Eric Ten Hag. Um for anybody who don't who doesn't know what happened, uh, Ten Hag was asked I think it was his press I think it was post match press conference. Anyway, he was asked why McTominay and Sancho weren't in the squad. He said, McTominay's ill. Sancho, his performances in training weren't good enough. That's why I've left him out of the squad for this game. And then people are talking about it, saying, "Well, that's ooh, that's, a, that's a surprise." And then, sort of out of nowhere, Jade Sancho comes out with a public statement on his Twitter account, fuming, spew, spewing, foaming at the mouth. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, but he said, "I've been scapegoated. Uh, you, you don't know. There's more behind the scenes that you don't know about." Um, Bow. What's your? I think I agree with the with. Uh, the people that say that I would prefer all this to be kept behind closed doors privately, right? But I also feel with this Sancho situation, like I think Ten Hager's it feels like he's done everything he possibly can and could do, right? He's like, you no, know, he's the best paid player at our club, like 350 grand a week. He was given three months off, full mid-season, a full three months off away from the spotlight. No sort of, just as helping him wherever possible. He came back into the team and it was a mixed bag this season where well, he hasn't started. Mixed bag. Where, wait, wait, what are you surprised that you surprised Sancho did it? Are you surprised Ten Hag said it? Like, what do you stand on it?
0: I'm not really a fan of airing your laundry in, in public from, a, from the manager's point of view. Um, he's probably just saying it as he sees it. Um, okay. Well, if I, Put him out to drive publicly, then hopefully M.I.C. May, may see a reaction, he's looking for a reaction Fergie style. Um and you're right, he has kind of put the arm around his shoulder, enabled him to t- took him out the kind of fire room line, enabled him to kind of go away, gather his thoughts, do whatever he needed to do. And is that there's that picture of when he came on like, was it Leeds and he's there kinda of on the halfway line with Wait, his he arm? Looks, he looks like a proud dad. What he's um, coming on like big smile on his face. And um, yeah, and we just just didn't see, and we haven't seen the Jaden Sancho Dortmund. I'm I'm a firm believer of the fact that that's primarily down to personnel in terms of the type of player he is. I, I you're not going to get the best out of Jaden Sancho on the edge of our um, um, in, in our half or around the halfway line. You want him around the 18 yard box, playing those short passes, short Q passes, like we saw against Everton to McTominay. Um, but again, that's having like at Dortmund, he had Haaland. he had a focal point of strikers and, and run- runners around him. Um, maybe I'm giving him too much of a benefit of a doubt, but at the end of the day, this has happened before. He got called out about his attitude at Dortmund. It happened with England, and now it's happened again at United. So I think yeah. there's got to be an element of truth in this, and. They're just not the same as they were before in terms of the, they they don't build them like they do, <laughs>
2: mate. It's, it's it's um yeah, footballers definitely need to be handled differently compared to what they said. So the idea that oh, if you if that happened back in Fergie's day, like like uh, people are comparing it to the Beckham situation, stuff like that. It's it's like comparing apples and pears because footballers now are not what footballers were then. But Neil, it's um I think I'm. There's no way that Sancho was advised to put that post out is probably what I would say. It, it, it's, it's the sort of thing where I'm not really sure what Sancho stands to gain from releasing it other than, well, as far as he is, he's defending his own name. He's saying that, well, I, I did everything in training. Well, Ten Hag, who was the
1: manager of the club, said you didn't. Yeah, right. it's, it's reactive, isn't it? So it, it kind of speaks to someone with a fairly thin skin. Because that's you don't. It's not like blurting something out in front of someone in the pub. You've got to take time to write it down. Then you your finger hovers over the send button, and then you send it. So you, you sort of reacted, but then you still you don't think for a second. Maybe you don't do that. You might, you've got to know what the consequences of that are. I mean, yeah, these guys are, they're, they're they're press trained, right? They know what's going to happen. That's a thing, like with with social media and Twitter. It's just a direct line into people's thoughts and to reactions. But for me, that speaks to a really thin skin. Right, it wasn't like Ten Hag came out and started to throw him under the bus or sort of Mourinho-style, like with Luke Shaw. He was asked a direct question about him, and he gave an honest response to it, which was he wasn't up to scratch in training. Like, I've,
2: I've, seen, I've seen the questions being asked. Like, do you think that Ten Hag should have lied and just said, ah, Sancho was ill? Or um, you, uh,
1: no. It doesn't really strike me as something that Ten Hag does. He's quite a think, straight bloke. It wasn't no, too brutal what he said. To be honest, I, I
0: think, think that's right. what I think that's what did too much. He protected the players, and there's something that with with the manager. I think that's what Fergie was really good at. He was good at protecting the players when they needed protecting from the media or the, or the vultures. But if it was a case to, uh, to their own application, then he'd hang them out to dry.
2: I, I, going back to what I said, there is like I don't really know what what Sancho th- thinks he stands to gain from releasing I don't think that thought
1: statement about. Standing again he was just no, yeah, you're offended, right. probably didn't offended think about and just reacted and like as a the thing there isn't that there's that sort of very very impermeable membrane now between a player or anybody's thoughts and the rest of the world hearing him. He it's, it's, it's like every, everything that's
2: happened so far with Sancho and Ten Hag it's, it's, it's now It's taken. It's, it's gone down a different road now Like Sancho has changed the direction some people might say that it was Ten Hag that changed that direction and that Sancho was merely reacting but he did react uh, and there's no way that Sancho could—he could easily. I, I, I can't point the finger at Sancho and say he could have kept it, his response to Ten Hag behind closed doors because Ten Hag is the one who said it first. But Ten Hag was just doing his job, right? He was asked in a press conference. Yes, yeah, exactly. What, what, what would you? I, what, what would you expect it, to happen off the back of
1: this? Well, I think it. Well, I don't know. I think it speaks. I think it probably his days are numbered. I think it speaks to the professionalism of the player. Imagine a Harry Kane or someone like that doing something like that they just they just wouldn't happen i just think the again we don't know what ha- what occurs we don't have a sort of backstage pass to all this stuff but there's obviously there's obviously the, the sort of player that would respond in that way it sounds like the sort of person that may be rather unprofessional in training someone that's just a little bit too easily offended a bit too thin-skinned i i, I don't know i think he's fucked it to be honest
0: yeah
1: it reminds me a bit of the you know the Delielli with jose
0: remember that yeah. little thing that little snippet when you kind of saying like I, I can see your potential in terms of where you can where where you want to go where you can reach but based on your output you' you're not going to get nowhere near that um mm. and yeah i think the one good thing is there's there's a bit of the attentions away from united now for two weeks it's two weeks he's got a training he's I'd imagine he, he, they would have had a sit down today or how, if they've got a couple of days off after the game. Um,
2: oh, I forgot about that. is not an international producer, is he? So he's just, he'll be a carrot of money.
1: It's just really unhelpful. Like, on top of everything else, this, there's just, just always something in there. It's just a fucking soap opera, this club. Mate, it's an absolute shit sandwich. It's a turd burger. Well, how else can we describe you, night? Know? <laughs> I don't know, but most of yours seem to involve some form of feces and bread. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to say uh, a splatcher for catcher. Uh, was that, <laughs> that?
2: that. was quite good, actually. Was that a note from producer? Jake no, that was, just, that, that was just that was right yeah. up there. Just. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was <laughs> producer Jake down there, who is very very good when it comes to anything related to
1: shit. For, for obviously, the people that weren't here before, as in like everybody but us. Jake didn't. Jake's headphones weren't working, but he was so excited. He couldn't wait to hear the pods. he <laughs> stayed yeah. to listen to it. Oh, that was adorable. <laughs> were we're crap. A crap rap. Crap rap. Crap rap. Nice. Anybody else? Anybody
2: else? We're Go Jake on, Jake. Write down. We'll get yours in for the end. Um, do th- the thing with Sancho, right, is, mate, he's on 350 grand a week. Like We've struggled to, if if this is now the situation where Ten Ha goes, right, okay, well, Obviously, I'm now gonna to have to consider shifting him. We probably won't be able to. Same situation as Maguire,
1: no? So what's our well, weekly? Same, same, same situation as every out. player we try to shift. Yeah, we're saying Martial's on the same, isn't he? Or similar? Who? Martial's, Martial's, Martial's on Martial's on, Martial. on like two fifty. Martial's on so 250. Six hundred grand a week for them. I mean, if you
0: if you look at what's Sadio Mane and Mo Salah had to do at Liverpool, what they had to achieve on the pitch to Earn that level of money and pay rise. It's yeah, I and mean, we just fucking hand down like confetti. Yeah, stupid. How long was he if, when he
2: joined that? I think he was like 22, 23 when he joined for that money,
0: something like that. It yeah, I that mean, if, old, you, and if you flip side, you look at what, what City have done. They've spent 220, 30, I think, with a net spend of 40. Yep. Because. because uh, they, they sold brilliantly. They, they sold kids. I mean, we've sold Alanga and Henderson, international footballers, probably. I think they both played in the Champions League for less than what they sold Cole Palmer.
2: Yeah, mate, it's sickening. It's sickening. We sold... Uh, the, oh, jeez, I'm not going to get into that. That was easily the biggest problem we had this summer was our lack of X6. Because if, if it had gone properly... Uh, Maguire would have got sold. McTominay would have got sold. And we would have got Amrabat in significantly earlier. We would have got probably another midfielder on loan, probably earlier too. And we would have got another centre-back. It would have been Tadebo probably playing there against Arsenal instead of Johnny fucking... Like, no, no, I like Johnny Evans. I I, I, I like I like singing Johnny Evans's song when I'm in, in the United Way and it starts. Do want to Johnny see fucking 30? Evans? Is that, <laughs> is that the Johnny song? Johnny goes then? marching down. That's the wrong one. That's a shame. That's a shame. Ah, well... <laughs>
1: Too many Johnnies.
2: Wee. Anyway, going back to what Jake said there, he's got the shatty patty, which is a very good one, actually. <laughs> Lad that in. Lad that into there. I'm still, I'm quite happy my splatcher for catcher, by the way. I think yeah, that's, that's the best that's one. He's mm. currently winning. Anyway, you're coming for the good stuff on the podcast. You're really uh, Do you think Sancho goes in January? Yes or no? Whoa. Do you think this is something that Ten Hag resolves with January? Is probably the easier question.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to read what Jake's written there, but um, I no, I just don't think you can move a player of that stature in terms of
2: what his wages are. Well, th- th- rephrase the question: Is that uh, do you think Ten Hag looks at this and goes, "Okay, this is something that I can resolve," or is that something that really has, has Sancho burned a bridge with that statement?
0: Well, the, I don't, I don't think it's that bad, because um, he's pretty much saying he's defending himself. And if he's defending himself in a way of saying, "Well, if you're calling my question, my um, output, and what I'm producing into question, well, then look at what those who are playing in my replacement. What are they producing? Martial,
1: uh, um, Anthony. They're, they're not producing anything every week. I think that's worse. <laughs> like rather than just sort of like quietly accept some criticism, you start essentially." The word skate is, is a problematic problem. thing. That's just saying, like, essentially, yes, it's fucked, basically. It's this it's world of like modern
0: art. footballers and fucking agents and then being molly mollycoddle, though, isn't
2: it? Hmm. It's a, well, Jaden, if you go back to uh, with Jaden Sancho, I think it was the first instance of this, well, of, of issues actually was when he was 16. Uh, that was before he all this broke through and he was supposed to be going on City's pre season tour. That was when they had Bryan Diaz and Phil Foden. And he got left out of the squad to go on a tour, surprisingly. And then just didn't turn up for training. The, the city staff couldn't get hold of him. And that was kind of the first instance of it. And then 2019 was when he called out, again, when he was at Dortmund, uh, he said that he was being humiliated and scapegoated by the Dortmund coaching staff. Um, there's there's too much smoke without fire sort of thing. Um, there's There's patterns across multiple clubs. And Ten Hager's tried, man. He's he's he's, he's definitely tried. We, you can't say that about how Ten Hager's handled Sancho. You can't say that he's you might say that he's not given him enough opportunities. And I would then argue, i say, well, Sancho's probably not proven proven himself to win those opportunities. And then and someone's gonna come and say, Oh well, Anthony starts every game. And I'll say Anthony, I think, has developed. He's still got he's still got more developing to do. Um but yeah, well, we won't speak about Anthony. I've I've just done the video on that. He's uh, yeah. He's just been dropped by the Brazil squad. Yeah, I've just I've just read that about fifteen minutes
1: ago. Um, to be honest, there's loads of stuff that can sort of take the take the emphasis away from the Arsenal score.
2: Oh, well, my God, yeah, but none of it's good.
1: Mm. It's <laughs> all bad. It's That's yet. the thing. We just keep throwing enough shit at it, people will forget that we had a pretty average game. Let me see what's saying
2: here. This is the Brazil statement. In light of the facts which came to light on Monday concerning Anthony, which must be investigated, and in order to safeguard the alleged victim, the player of the Brazilian national team and the CBF uh, informs the athlete has been removed from the Brazilian national team. I wouldn't be surprised if Manchester United took a similar stance um, in the next, what, 11 days before the Brighton game. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, if I remember with the Greenwood situation, I think Greenwood was suspended. After all the images and the audios tape came out online, I think that's when they suspended him because he's now under investigation by the Greater Manchester Police. Well, and you need to be consistent then, don't you? Oh, well, you have to be consistent. Uh, th- and the same argument that, I did, well, the same conversations that we had
1: about Green, but I mean, what the fuck? We spend so much fucking time talking about shit like this on this pod. It would be nice to talk about football, like just for the whole time we're on this, as opposed to like some fucking scandal. No. But uh, Jake's got a good one, by the way. You can
2: have regret in a baguette. That's a good one. A regret baguette. Much...
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Man, what a great pod! This has been the best pod so far. Like, <laughs> what what could you possibly put in a in a sandwich? Um, what is what is your favourite sandwich? By the way, I don't. know. got favourite sandwich? Favourite meal favorite deal? Go for a meal deal? Then. I uh, quite. Oh, partial I love. Toy. I love a plowman's. Plowman's. You got what of all the choices? If you go to a meal deal, you'd have a plowman's. No, I'm just saying I like a plowman's. Well, Okay, well, if you're going to have a meal deal, what are you <laughs> going to I'm clarifying
1: that one, Val, You're,
2: you're, going, for, you're going to like a well-stocked Tesco. <laughs> what are you
0: having for your meal deal? I, I'd still probably pick the Ploughman's. Oh, Pickled, Pickled onion monster munch. Oh, yeah, that's, and, good that's a good choice. That's uh, choice. Coke Zero. Coke
2: Zero. I'm going for, I'm either going chicken and stuffing. I'm going chicken and stuffing. It's always chicken and stuffing. And I'll go flame grilled McCoy's standard.
1: I, I, do and... love,
0: I, do love, I do love the festive triple, though, at Christmas. Oh,
1: that is actually a banger. Is that with the sausage meat in it as well as the yeah, turkey? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that slaps. Right? Yeah, <laughs> <fair enough. laughs> ah, sometimes you're feeling greedy, you get the all-day triple as well. Welcome to the topical football pod. <laughs> Next week, <laughs> what can We've you we covered put? poo, and now we're on to sandwiches. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I don't want to talk about the football, so that works for me. It's the audience though,
2: Sam. It's them that may have a problem with it. No, I don't think they will. You can let us know in the comments below whether you enjoyed it. I, I suspect well, you good. may have enjoyed some of it, but probably not all of it, which is pretty much what you can say every week. Um, We, we, we might be back next week to talk about more meal deals, more other festive sandwiches. Uh, we might have a, have a week off because it's an international break. But if you did enjoy it, please give a five-star review. Jake is probably the best podcast that Jake's been on so far. Really, really fantastic input from him. Uh, it's nice to have a producer I'm trying to read what his message here (laughs) how did I how did I miss a pod dedicated to food (laughs) it's like we teased you Jake it was despicable really bullying as far as bullying goes on podcasts, this was basically it but look thank you all for listening Uh, hopefully we'll be back after a win Um, but Hoyland looks good
1: This is a United People's TV and listening dog media production.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land
1: Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.